What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm here to guide and help you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms, uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York Podcast, the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Now. Where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this. We are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
All right, good evening, good evening, USA, International, Canada, Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens. This is your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Gregonator, YouTuber, host with the most, creator, misunderstood, lonely nomad, unstoppable independent podcaster, and rookie podcaster of Lawrence and Queens, New York. And you're rocking and hanging out with me on the 205th episode of Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York podcast, a place to express yourself through various topics and entertainment news, as music news, and including real life stuff in terms of what's going on in the New York areas of the five boroughs, of course, Long Island, and of course, um, subway system, subways, subway crimes is going on, which I'm going to get to. In a, in a sec and of course a little mental health a little mental health and stuff which i'm going to get to um and and also um we are live and direct from Streamyard yard alongside with um youtube and alongside myself is the instagram live feed so make sure you turn your notifications on the gram so you could so you can actually um be in the know um on which episodes are going to be dropped um <clears throat> like the schedule goes it's mondays wednesdays and fridays it's going to be um some episodes episodes is going to be dropped and and of course um yeah that's pretty much um what i had to say on that one so if you are a new listener and a new youtuber from the youtube universe and you miss any new and previous episodes whatsoever don't worry i got your back on everything Go to the YouTube channel page, G Money Stacks 555, where you see all the New York episodes. And grab that subscribe button for me. Tap that noni noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream. Leave a like and a comment along with the topics that's being discussed. More video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes. And of course, tell a friend to another friend, and I will handle the rest at the end of the show episode right here now let me get to a little thing right here hold on a second all right hold on a minute yeah let's get let's get to mental checking for a second here man i need to address something right here all right um so here's what's happened. So how am I feeling mentally, physically, and spiritually, you ask? And along, I know, and I know certain people might be going through stuff on the inside mentally as well as myself. Um what happened what what happened yesterday was I was recording episode 96 of my other platform, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast Review Show. Um, and there was a cyber bully. I had a run in with a cyber bully, believe it or not. And 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 the reason and the reason why I'm actually trying to, you know, you know, get it out the way and talk about it is because I don't want to keep holding it in for a very long time and express how I feel. Yeah, so this cyber bully basically um was on was on my Instagram live yesterday during the recording of my 96th episode 
of Meticulous Vodgers podcast review show. And on top of that, to say mean, horrible things to me, listen, man, I, I don't I don't play that shit. If if you say you don't fucking know me, then then why are you even in my Instagram live saying hateful shit? I'm not gonna t- listen, folks. I'm not saying it's everybody. I'm saying that it's only one person who did this. And I'm not going to tolerate any more of that shit anymore. Because if you don't got nothing nice to say, you're going to get blocked and you're going to get reported. I don't care. I don't care what your race is. So, so, I don't even, what, what even possess you to say some horrible shit to me? You don't even, you didn't even listen to my, you didn't even listen to my damn podcast episodes. That's the only way you're going to be able to get to know me and, and some clarity on some things that I'm going to be talking about. Now, it's just, it, it really irk, it really irks me that I have to go through this. It's almost like being bullied all over again. Well, I'll tell you this, man. The next time I see that same username, the same username, he's going to get reported. It doesn't matter how anybody else feels. I'm not going to tolerate any more bullying on my Instagram live feed right here. So I'm just, I'm not going to tolerate that shit. This is not funny. You are an insecure Neanderthal fucking moron. And and I'm not gonna I'm and and you know something? You're just an insecure little bitch who wants to pick on somebody who is, you know, trying to be successful in their podcasting career. And for your fucking information, I have a job. I work on Saturdays, okay? I just chose not to be like everybody else, including my mother, who works five days a week. Why? Because I care about my mental health. That's what really matters to me. You, you can have all the money in the world, but at the same time, you're you're basically you're basically going through stuff, man. It's not about money all the time. It's about your well-being. And that's the reason why I made this this segment right here, mental health check-in, to break the fucking stigma. That is not a taboo subject anymore. I'm not gonna hide in shame. And all the other shit because you you having a bad day or whatever. Well, 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 I'm going to keep going because at the end of the day, at the end of this, at the end of the day, you're not gonna stop my success. You don't pay my fucking bills or anything like that. Well, you well, you know what? Here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do, man. You're gonna get you're gonna get flushed, man. I'm not. I don't play that shit. And another thing I want to say to all the podcasters out there creatively, if you're going through um, something like like bullying or cyberbullying or whatever, that the same thing I'm going through with all the with all the hatred, mean stuff being said to you, 
Look, man. You just got to turn the... For me, I'm already starting to turn the page already. And I'm already trying to open up to certain people that I trust. That's something... That's something what you have to have. You have to have more support of people who who are going to really, you know, be there for you. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't have anybody to lean on, you're going to go crazy like like myself. And and yes, sometimes you want to figure out why and what possesses a person to say some hateful stuff. Well, all the bullying and all the other shit starts from the home. And that's what makes motherfuckers ignorant. And I'll say this, though. Like I said, if you're going through something, whether it's something scary, something that was said about you, whatever it is, you're not alone. Just take things day by day, day by day, time after time, and night by night. Because there's nothing wrong with being yourself, creatively speaking. And there's nothing wrong with being fucking different from everybody else in society. And that's why I chose not to be on not to be on mainstream media because number one, they like people people like that like to ridicule people off of their past mistakes. They tend to belittle and shame people, and that's not and that's not really fair. And I'm sick and tired of all the fucking haters who want to wish downfall on people. You may think your life sucks. Well, well, you haven't even been through shit. <laughs> You're not even homeless. You know what I'm saying? So, so to take your hatred out on people like me, it just goes to show that you are very, very fucking insecure and jealous. And I don't got time for you fucking clown burgers, all right? That's how I feel. That's how I felt yesterday, mentally, physically, spiritually. All right. And right now, right now, I'm really trying my best to. I'm really trying my best to hold my tongue here, but it's not easy. It ain't easy, and sometimes I have to express myself on things because nobody's gonna do it for me. And I know who I am as a person and as a human being. I don't want to be like everyone else. I'd rather be the opposite. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to continue to be authentic. Creatively, mentally, physically, and spiritually, period.
Let's continue. All right, so we go to the New York Mass Transit Files. Let's do this. All right. A first story has to do with a stabbing in Times Square already. Jeez Louise. And this happened probably like two weeks ago. I didn't get a chance to cover that, so I'll cover it. So, and this is from the New York Post website, folks. Um, one man was arrested after allegedly stabbing someone during a melee in the Times Square subway station, cops said. Cops identified the suspect as Jermaine Cloud. <laughs> Age 22 of Queens, New York. I can't believe his last name is Cloud. I think Cloud 9. <laughs> um, police sources said he doesn't have a criminal past. The 2.30 a.m. Saturday incident at the 42nd Street Broadway station is still being probed. The NYPD added. So, a large group that had gathered in the tunnel mezzanine, yeah, mezzanine, area were mostly gone by the line police arrived authority said when cops um dispersed the, the stragglers they found the two wounded men a 23 year old man was stabbed in the torso and leg while cloud whom police described as the aggressor had a slash wound to the head which may have been self-inflicted Of course, the investigators recovered the knife from the 22-year-old's pocket and took him into custody, authorities said. Cloud is charged with assault, criminal possession of a weapon, and reckless endangerment, cops said. Next, we got another attack, and this time it's in Queens, Jackson Heights, Queens. Here's what's going on here. As the NYPD works to combat subway crime citywide, detectives in Queens are searching for the brute who broke a woman's back by shoving her down a stairwell at the 82nd Street Jackson Heights station on the 7 line. According to law enforcement sources, the perpetrator attacked a 22-year-old woman without provocation as she waited for a seven train on the Flushing-bound platform at about 5.30 a.m. on October 23rd. Cops said the suspect punched the woman. Hold on a second. Yes, punched the woman. Punched the woman in the face. Then pushed her down a flight of stairs leading from the platform to the station's mezzanine. Adding insult to injury, authorities noted the unhinged assailant then picked up the woman's bag left on the platform and tossed that down the stairs as well. Following the attack, the perpetrator fled the scene in an unknown direction, police reported. The incident was reported to the 115th Precinct and NYPD Transit District 20. 
Jeez. The victim sought treatment via private means at Elmhurst Hospital, where she was diagnosed with a compression fracture to her back, as well as minor injuries to her back, no, excuse me, her left knee and right hand. On Wednesday night, the NYPD released video footage of her attacker. Police described him as a man with a medium complexion believed to be 45 years of age, standing about 5 feet, 10 inches tall, and weighing about 200 pounds with dark colored eyes and black hair. As shown, he wore a blue pullover sweatshirt over a pink shirt, as well as black pants and shoes. Of course, where any, anyone with information in regards to this incident is asked to call the NYPD's Crime Stoppers hotline at 1-800-577-TIPS, which is 8477, or Spanish 1-888-57-PISTA, which is 74782. The public can, be, can also submit their tips by logging onto the the Crime Stoppers website at crimestoppers.nypdonline.org um, or on Twitter at NYPD Tips. All calls are confidential. So, so here's what's going on here. Um, here are the facts about subway crime. The NYPD reported 198 total major felonies throughout the NYC subway system in September. September 2022, up 3.7% from the 191 incidents that occurred in September 2021. Year to year through September, however, major felonies are up 42% in the subways, um, with a total of 1,708 incidents reported. Felony assaults up 17.1%, robberies up 32.1%, and grand larcenies up 66.7% made up the largest increases. The NYPD, however, has seen its arrest in the subway system rise 27% in subway, excuse me, in September and 49.3% year to year to date. Nearly 6,400 6, arrests have been made underground this year. The 1,708 major felonies between January through September 2022 of this year nonetheless represent a 41.6% um, decrease from the 2,926 major felonies reported in subways 25 years ago in 1997. That's bad, man. And you think that's bad? I got another transit story for you folks. Uh, there was a bus accident in Cambria Heights, not too far from where I live, but this this one took place by, I believe it, was, it looked like Linden, Linden Boulevard. Yes. So a, a man took an MTA bus driver hostage on the job in Eastern Queens Thursday morning, setting off a wild chain of events that ultimately led to hundreds of household households losing power for several hours. Police say 
that at around 7.23 a.m. on October 27th, a 44-year-old man ran in front of a Q4 bus at Linden Boulevard and 197th Street in St. Albans, Queens, and demanded he be allowed to board. The bus was carrying around 20 to 25 passengers at the time. Whom did the driver allow to disembark at the point? Law enforcement sources said the man who claimed he was being chased brandished what appeared to be a firearm at the driver and ordered him to drive. Police later said the weapon was actually just a BB gun. After being held hostage for a mile and a half, the driver, unsure where or what the gunman was leading him to, made a daring escape by jumping out of the window of the moving jitney near the intersection of Linden Boulevard and 232nd Street in Cambria Heights. End quote. He felt like that was his opportunity to escape i don't think he knew where the guy was going was going to go a police source said he was probably afraid for his life so he jumped out the window um gunmen attempted to take control of the vehicle but it didn't last long the bus crashed into a utility pole by a preschool um the cambria um center for the gifted child a, a block away 233rd Street. The government left the bus and was quickly apprehended by authorities. Unfortunately, the driver's escape from captivity um, dovetailed into a hellish morning for Cambria Heights residents. The crash caused the collapse of a transformer on the pole taking it out of service and resulting in the loss of power for 850 Con Edison customers, the utility said. Most affected residents had their power restored within a few hours, said a rep for Con Ed. Only two customers were still without power in Cambria Heights as of noon, per the utility's um, um, live outage map. No passengers remained on the bus during the hostage joint, um, said Deputy Chief Jerry O'Sullivan at a press conference. The driver, um, a 21-year-old MTA veteran, was taken to Franklin Hospital in Valley Stream, Nassau County, with minor injuries. And, and O'Sullivan, and he said, in quote, I definitely want to commend the driver for his actions. He did not move the bus until everyone was off that bus. O'Sullivan said it could have been a lot worse. I believe the driver was calm and did a great job up until the point of collision. Mark Henry, president of president of um, AMA, Amel Gamated um, Transit Union, Local 1056, which represents drivers out of Jamaica, out of the Jamaica Bus Depot, said the operator is traumatized from the ordeal. Yeah. 
he's traumatized. He hasn't been communicating too much, given what's what's happened. Henry told AM New York Metro, safety and security is always paramount in our union. My concern is always for the operator. The operator, I want him to go home to his family. The gunman, whose identity has not yet been released, was also taken to an area hospital, and charges against him are pending. Cops said he appeared to be acting erratically. Students at the school adjacent to the crash site were were sent home for the day. There's more. There's more. There's more. Okay, so a St. Albans man was was ordered held on $500,000 cash bail after bringing chaos to the streets of Southeast Queens last week by allegedly hijacking an MTA bus while threatening the driver with a handgun, according to Queens District Attorney Melinda Katz. Dwayne Gaddy, age 44, of the 201st place, was arraigned before Queens Criminal Court Judge Eugene um, Garino on a 10-count indictment charging him with grand larceny, robbery, reckless endangerment, and other crimes for allegedly commandering a Q4 bus on Linden Boulevard, sending off a chain of events. Approximately 30 passengers fled the bus before Gaddy compelled the driver to keep driving. Eventually, the driver escaped through a window and Gaddy took the wheel. Gaddy allegedly lost control and crashed into a utility pole, causing a blackout in Cambria Heights. According to the charges at around 7.30 a.m. on the morning of Thursday, October 27, Gaddy ran in front of the eastbound Q4 on Linden Boulevard while carrying a black bag and blocked the path of the vehicle. Um, Gaddy allegedly demanded to be let on board, shouting, let me on the bus. They are trying to kill me. When the, the bus driver refused, Gaddy produced what appeared to be a firearm, which turned out to be a BB gun, and pointed it at the vehicle. The, the bus driver pointed, no, excuse me, he um, opened the door, allowing him to on board, at which point Gaddy allegedly walked up and walked up and down the aisle while waving the, the weapon, according to surveillance. Video investigators retrieved from inside the bus. Um, the driver is seen openly seen opening the doors so that the passengers could escape, likely preventing further harm. As Gaddy stood next to the driver, holding the weapon and directing the driver where to go during the next fourteen minutes. According to the criminal complaint, Gaddy stated. Please help me. They are trying to kill me. Just drive. No, I don't want to go to Francis Lewis. They they are all over Francis Lewis. They are trying to kill me over this girl. While uh, under duress, the driver made a right turn on 235th Street and another right on 1, 110th Avenue. And then a right onto 231st Street all at Gaddy's direction to avoid the individuals in passing cars that were trying to kill him. 
At one point, he allegedly stated, I need the police. According to, hold on a second. According to the complaint, yes, the, as the driver continued northbound on 231st Street, Gaddy saw an elderly man walking on the sidewalk and shouted, that is one of them. He's pointing a gun at the bus. The driver tried to reason with the defendant for several blocks, saying that the man was not holding anything. And Gaddy responded by saying, you are working with them. What are you doing with your hand? Why is your window open? As the Q4 bus approached the Linden Boulevard intersection, intersection, the, the operator jumped out of the driver's side window and landed on the street, causing bruising to his elbow and hip, lacerations and abrasions to his arm and finger, and substantial pain, according to the complaint. The bus continued rolling down the street and Gaddy is seen on video surveillance jumping into the driver's seat just before the bus crashed into a utility pole in front of the camp Cambria um, Center for the Gifted Child, resulting in the loss of the power to 850 customers, according to Con Edison. Yes. Um, according to the complaint, Gaddy dropped the BB gun next to the driver's seat before exiting the bus, which sustained approximately $50,000 worth of damage. When police took, took Gaddy into custody across the street from the wrecked bus, he allegedly told them, when I ran on the bus, I notified the driver, I'm in trouble. I need assistance. The bus driver said, oh, wow, don't worry about it. Come on. According to the complaint, I called 911 numerous times while on the bus. I did not pull a gun. No gun on nobody. He said, do you have a gun? And I said, no, it's not a real firearm. According to the complaint, Gaddy then told the police he never stopped driving. He jumped out the fucking window. He had no reason to be scared. The driver, the driver, a 21-year-old, MTA veteran was taken to Franklin Hospital in Valley Stream, Nassau County, for treatment. Gaddy was taken to an area hospital, and the recovered weapon um, used during the course of the incident was determined to be an airsoft pistol, prosecutors said. The alleged actions taken by this defendant not only endangered dozens of commuters, but they have also further undermined our sense of safety when using public transit, Katz said. This brazen lawlessness will not go unanswered in Queens County. Thankfully, the incident did not escalate further. Thanks to the effort of the MTA bus driver, the defendant has been charged excuse me, appropriately and faces justice in our courts. Of course, Judge um, Garino ordered Gaddy held on $500,000 cash bail. If convicted, Gaddy faces up to 15 years in prison. Glad he's glad he's in the slammer because glad he's in the, in the slammer though. Thank goodness nobody on the bus was hurt though. Really, thank goodness nobody was hurt on the bus though. Um, so yeah. Um. All right, so let's see. Let's see what else can we talk about here other than that. Um, 
Um, okay, we got some terrible news to talk about in regards to some layoffs that's going to be happening in uh, Meta. So this is going to be chatting on the jazz right here. So here it is. All right, so we got some unfortunate, unfortunate stuff to talk about in regards to a, a regarding to a Meta, which is which is um the, the the parent company of Facebook. So here's what's happening here, according to the NPR website. Facebook Facebook parent company Meta announced extensive layoffs on Wednesday. You thought. The Twitter layoffs was, was bad. Well, this one right here is. <laughs> um, yeah, extensive layoffs on Wednesday, shedding 11,000 jobs or about 13% of its staff amid an industry-wide slowdown that has rattled Silicon Valley in recent months. <sighs> The cuts represent the first sweeping workforce reduction the company has undertaken since it was founded in 2004 and the latest sign that once invincible tech um, behemoths are in a moment of reckoning. On the layoffs, quote, some of the most difficult changes we've made in Meta's history, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg said the company overhired during the pandemic, assuming the ultra rapid growth would keep going. Not only has online returned to prior um, trends, but the the macroeconomic downturn, increased competition, and and ads signal loss have caused our revenue to be much lower than I expected. Um, Zuckerberg wrote in a message to employees. Well, damn Zuckerberger. <laughs> damn Zuckerberger. <laughs> I got this wrong. And I take responsibility for that. Meta, which has around 87,000 employees, has recently undergone belt tightening measures like hiring freezes and eliminating um, non-essential travel. In his note to employees, Zuckerberg said Meta's hiring freeze will continue as well as scaling back its real estate, among other cost-cutting changes to be announced in the, in the coming months. The dramatic shakeup around, excuse me, arrives as the company experiences major changes on two fronts. First, the company has made a multi-billion dollar investment in the so-called metaverse. A utopian online future in which people live, work, and play in virtual reality. It is so far an unproven, an unproven but costly pivot away from the business of social media. Secondly, the uncertain economy has made jittery advertisers slash spending. The pullback was walloped meta. Um, since nearly all of its revenue cost, 
comes from ads. It also has been bruising to ad-dependent services like Snap and YouTube. According to Zuckerberg, aka Zuckerberg, of course, <laughs> the 11,000 employees who will lose their jobs at Meta will get 16 weeks of service pay and health insurance for six months. Layoff holders of visas will be provided resources to assist with changes in immigration status, he said. Okay, so the tech layoffs come after a slandemic-fueled hiring spree. Meta, like many other tech companies, went on a hiring blitz during the slandemic. It brought on tens of thousands of new employees to meet the growing demand from people stuck at home. Yet fears about a possible recession, inflation, and the war in Ukraine delivered a jolt to the industry. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. That's really crazy, man. Oh, that's really crazy right here, man. Um, that's crazy. Oh, man. So, all right. So the layoffs at Meta land at, at a time when most of Silicon Valley is focused on upheaval at another company, Twitter. New owner Elon Musk, that piece of shit, <laughs> has canned about 50% of his workforce in an effort to reverse the fortunes of the money losing platform. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, yeah, that's crazy right there, though. Um, after the layoffs were announced, um, Former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey publicly um, apologized for growing the company too quickly. Damn, so damn, it's already another recession. It's already a sequel to the recession already, as far as inflation that and the war in Ukraine, which is which is what's really causing this shit already. We already know that already. Um, elsewhere in tech, Amazon announced a hiring freeze across its corporate workforce. A memo to staff on November 2nd said the company planned to keep this pause in place for the next few months. Damn. Damn. Payment processing platform Stripe followed Amazon's announcement with major cuts of its own. Stripe CEO Patrick Collision. No, Collison. Excuse me. Notified employees by email that it was trimming 14% of its workforce. Allison said the company, like other tech firms during the slamdemic boom, had hired too aggressively, only to see a rapid slowdown in recent months. Where we were much too optimistic about the, the internet and economy's near-term growth in 2022 and 2023, which is coming up and underestimated both the likelihood and impact of a broader slowdown. Collison wrote employees, Zuckerberg, aka Zuckerberger, <laughs> in, his, in his note to employees said the layoffs were a last resort decision that he was not anticipating, saying the length of the ad revenue slowdown this year 
combined with increased competition from social media rivals has impacted Meta's bottom line. This is a sad moment, and there's no way around that. Zuckerberg wrote. <sighs> wow. That's that's really fucked up right here, man. It is pretty fucked up, man, what they have to go through. Now, let's see. What else do we, we can talk about here? In, okay. Um, okay, so... Let's line things up with some good news, man, shall we? All right, so let's see. Um, let's see. All right, so here we go. We have here is, let's see, hold on a minute. Um, Oh, here's another story I forgot to mention. I'm sorry. Um, I forgot to mention this other story in the segment New York Mass Transit Files. This was pertaining to an idiot who decides to carry a fucking sword. So cops are looking for a sword-wielding suspect who assaulted a man on a Tribeca Street on Thursday morning. This this is according to police at 9.21 a.m. on October 20th. A 29-year-old man was on the A train when he got into a dispute with an unknown man who appeared to be carrying a samurai sword. Police say that the suspect was menacing the victim with his sword. When the train pulled into Chambers Street Station, the victim followed the suspect to the street. Where the, where the suspect then hit the victim with a sword while it was still in its sheath. The suspect then fled the scene in an unknown direction. The victim was taken to an area hospital for treatment. Um, so a report from Citizen indicates that the suspect was wearing a ninja suit, had a rainbow pattern on his sleeve, and wore a baseball hat with a Marvel logo and characters on. So there hasn't been any arrest. Um, so there's been no arrest um, have been made at this time. The investigation is still ongoing. So if I hear anything, any new information about this, I will bring it here to this New York New York platform right here. Man. Anyway, man, um, let's get into some good news, man. We, we do need some good news up in here, man. And this is and starting with um, a performance performing arts teacher in Brooklyn. All right, so a Bushwick performing arts teacher was awarded twenty five thousand dollars for her work supporting the Hispanic community as part of Chester Cheetah and Puerto Rican artist Bad Bunny's Deja Puella. Um, mark, no, leave your mark campaign. It feels so amazing. I can't begin to say how much. It's like a dream, really, said Rizzo Torres, the Brooklyn teacher who received the prize money. The amount of love from the community and just even letting out students know, like you should have seen their faces. They were freaking out. Hmm. 
Yeah. Um, Cheetos and Bad Bunny's Good Bunny Foundation have partnered together for the third year in a row, calling on his fans to leave their mark on all they do. But this year was the first year they awarded $25,000 each to Latin X, 20 Latin X men and women across the United States and Puerto Rico for their efforts to better their communities. I am proud to partner with Cheetos for a third year. Cheetos is known to celebrate all forms of self-expression and each year we've been able to support people out there leaving their mark, said Bad Bunny born Benito Antonio Martinez Ocasio in a statement. Participants were invited to post videos on TikTok from July 18th to August 19th using the hashtag Deja, Deja um, to Huella Fund to share how they would better their communities using the award money, whether they, excuse me, whether that be through music, art, fashion, or however else they knew how. Torres was one of three New Yorkers selected for the award, and in addition to the $25,000 prize, she was invited to attend Billboard's Latin Music Week. I felt like a bad bunny queen. We were actually celebrated on the Deja to Huella panel, which was incredible, Torres said. It was such a great time, but also very educational. So I was taking a lot of notes. Latin Music Week is the largest Latin music industry gathering in the world, Torres said. Because we were artists, we are artists ourselves, we wanted to share this knowledge with our students and our artists. So we're also working on our, on our little um, takeaway seminar for that as well. She told Brooklyn Paper, it was such an amazing experience. It really was. Torres and her organization and good the Good Collective offer free performing arts education for children and under underserved communities in Bushwick, which is in Brooklyn, where she has been for 10 years and other parts of New York City, as well as her hometown in San Antonio, Texas and Mexico, serving 250, 250 children this year alone. This year we worked with um, PS68 in Queens. We came through when the music program got cut that got caught during the pandemic, Torres said, and also in Tulum, Mexico, where we created an amazing, amazing music theater program where they were learning three times a week. We have really great musical performance, as well as a new student in Bushwick and in San Antonio. Um, it had it. It's really it's it, it been. It's been really impactful. Um, it's been a really impactful year for sure. Um, she teaches her students dance, theater, and music, which she says 
build up their confidence, especially in the Big Apple where there is no, excuse me, there is so much performing arts influence. End quote. I've always been super about giving to the community in Bushwick because that's my home. It's like I had a higher calling and I needed to hold myself a little more bit more accountable. I was like, hey, what am I doing for this, for this, um, for this um, gente, Taurus said. <laughs> um, that's why I decided to go full time with the Good Good Collective and take the high quality performance arts education to them. Mind you, I've taken kids to Broadway hits like School of Rock, Soul. I want I want that for our kids and I want it to be free. Um, in her contest submission, Torres said the $25,000 would afford her organization more sustainability as some of the award money would go towards um, applying to become a five, five, 501 um, C3 organization as well as creating more programs and finding a permanent physical space for students to have classes, performances, instruments, learning materials, and new technology. Number one, we're, we, we are going to get our nonprofit certification. We know that more opportunities will come for donors and also for grants. We want to be sustainable, so that's our first mission, Torres said. Our second mission is to create more programs for these kids here in Bushwick, in Mexico, as well as San Antonio, and to give them the proper education so that so that way we can also create space for them to take it to stage and to have events where they are celebrated and highlighted and have a space to show their talent and what they've been working on this whole time. Deja vu to to help Julia um campaign launched in May when Cheerio, no excuse me, Cheetos new television commercial Magic Touch debuted during the 2022 Billboard Music Awards. Um the, the, the commercial features music from Bad Bunny's new newest album um on Verano Senti which translates to a summer without you and displays the magic touch the Hispanic community possesses to transform the world around them, according to the campaign organizers. Bad Bunny says the cheesy snack company has been at the forefront of expanding the Latin American community's presence in the United States through music collaboration and of course their joint campaign. From expanding the Latin music category at the Latin, um, at the, excuse me, the American Music Awards in 2020 to collaborating with Adidas for an exclusive fashion line in 2021, and now the Deja um, to Huella Fund this year. Cheetos has shown its commitment to a community that has impacted, the, has impacted and continues to impact my life tremendously, he said. Wow. Let's make some noise for let's make some noise for the the, the performing arts teacher.
doing the best, doing the best to help out the communities in different areas. Okay. All right. Up next, um, let's see what else. What else we have here? Um, what else we have here to talk about here? Oh. Um. Okay. Let's see. Let's talk Starbucks for a second. I ain't get a chance to talk about that. Um. I ain't get a chance to talk about that though. Um. All right. Um. Okay. I ain't get a chance to talk about it last time. So, um, all right. So the exper- an experimental automated Starbucks store in Midtown has its workforce blowing a fuse over what new uncompensated responsibilities. Workers at a recently opened high-tech Starbucks and Amazon Go hybrid store on 8th Avenue under the New York Times um, building responded to the new work responsibilities at the location by filling a petition for a union election with Starbucks workers united. So the store molds together a a Starbucks cafe with an Amazon Go market that houses a cashier-less system to track customers' purchases from entrance to exit using dozens of cameras and sensors. Oh, boy. Futuristic store is an example of the coffee chain testing new automated technology, a direction that Starbucks corporate leadership has described to investors as a pillar of the company's reinvention plan. But in the Manhattan hybrid store, which opened in July, the tech intended to make the customer um, experience as frictionless as possible has come with increased responsibility for staff, responsibility that they believe they should be compensated for. We're we're employed by Starbucks, but we don't get paid by Amazon for doing Amazon work, said Aaron, a worker at the Midtown store who asked to be identified by his first name to avoid professional backlash. Workers say, um, that they decided to pursue unionization when they realized the store's automatic features require employees to go through additional training and take on new responsibilities without any extra pay. Some workers at Starbucks gave them no choice in transferring into the store, according to Workers United. In response, um, Starbucks said that it does not support the unionization effort. We are listening and learning from partners in these stores as we always do across the country. From the beginning, we've been clear in our belief that we are better together as partners without a union between us. And that conviction has not changed, said a Starbucks um, spokesperson. The front of the Midtown store is a small coffee bar where a group of Baristas um, prepared drinks walled off from customers behind a wicker barrier to get past a gated Amazon grocery store and lounge 
area to sit down or get food. Customers have to insert their credit or Amazon card, which triggers an automated system to track their movements and automatically charges them with when they pick up and consume items. It's pretty dystopian, but that's how it works, Aaron said. Aaron, who has um, a lead, has taken a leading role in, in the union effort voluntarily, um, voluntarily, excuse me, um, transferred to the store after the other Manhattan, the other Manhattan location where he was working was slated to foreclosure. Damn. Damn. He took on the role of inventory support, a gig that requires him to wake up at 5 a.m., restock the Amazon grocery, and plug the products into a virtual database. Jeez. Damn, I couldn't even do I couldn't even do no shit like that though. Though in his former Starbucks store, he had been ambivalent, ambivalent, excuse me, um, about getting it involved in the union. Once he had been trained and found out how many new responsibilities he would be taking on without any additional compensation, he decided it was worth pursuing. Though management suggested that his new role could lead to new bonuses or high pay before making the move, these benefits never materialized, he said. Though the lounge and grocery idea is operated by Amazon Go, the store's staff of around 29 members are all employed by Starbucks. The majority of, of the employees work at the coffee bar and traditional Starbucks responsibilities with more of an emphasis on mobile orders, but the model introduces three new positions, hot foods and concierge, um, in addition to inventory, which are siloed from the rest of the the rest, rest of the staff, excuse me. Um, okay, these positions initially presented a challenge to organizing because they were designed to do work with automated features of the restaurant or located in parts of the store where that minimize interacting with co-workers. But Aaron said he and two other members of the organizational committee slowly started holding one-on-one -on -one conversations with his co-workers at the work about unionizing and found a receptive audience. Especially at this store, people were waiting to have somebody reach out about the union, he said. The organizers decided to go public and file for a union election after they got 70% of the store to sign union cards. The store has not yet received an end date for its union election. Wow. 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 So, all right, so let's move on to the next topic here. I'm not really a Starbucks person. I mean, I hear about Starbucks all the time, but I never, never purchased any of their coffees over there. So, <laughs> yeah, they're pretty expressive, though, if you really think about it, though. 
Um, yeah, they're really expensive though. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, let's see. Oh, right. Right. Here it is. Now, so let's see. So the act we haven't so there's an actress who is in the Walker spin-off called Walker Independence, which comes on Thursdays at nine on the CW and other states. Check your local listings and stuff. Um so TV veteran Catherine McNam McNamara McNamara pivots to a Western in the period drama Walker Independence. The series, which premiered October 6th at 9 p.m. on the CW, is set in the late 1800s and follows Abby Walker, an, an affluent woman from Boston who travels out west only to lose everything on the journey when her husband in when her husband in murdered in front of her. The series is a prequel spun off from the Jared Pedalecki series Walker, which is on its third season, which is itself a modern reboot of the classic show Walker, Texas Ranger. So let's see. It's so refreshing to dive into something that takes place in reality where you don't have to where you don't you don't just have superpowers or magic. You have to rely on humanity and it's and it's an exciting difference. McNamara, age 26, told the post. Wait, damn, she's 26? Wow. McNamara previously starred in the supernatural drama Shadowhunters, as well as the superhero series Arrow and The Flash. Um, and uh and she said in in quote. I'm a Midwestern girl myself, and there's a certain nostalgia that comes with a Western, she said. It's a world within our own that has a fantasy that somehow exists within reality. That's part of what we're bringing to Walker Independence. But what really attracted me was the opportunity to take, take a genre that has so many tropes and aspects that people expect and to see how we can do the unexpected. After Abby's husband um, dies, she travels to the town of Independence, Texas, where she meets an, an eclectic mix of residents, residents um, including con artist Hoyt Rollins and seeks justice for her husband's death. Something that was in front, in the forefront of my mind, is just the tenacity that it takes to survive in the world. She said, especially for a woman like Abby, who comes from Boston society and a world with as much comfort as you could get in 1870. Suddenly, in the first 15 minutes of our show, her entire life goes up in flames, and she has to start over. Damn. Um, I come from a family of women where it was never a question of family or career. It was choose the life you want to have and work hard for it. And that's exactly what Abby does. 
her entire life blows up and she has a choice. She can become a victim of her circumstance or use it as an opportunity to create a new life for herself. She's in a town surrounded by people trying to do the same. McNamara says she was in touch with Hedelecki while shooting the series. Um, I spoke to Jared extensively during the pilot to be like, give me the Walker 101, give me your TED talk on what it means to be a Walker, she said. The more we talked about it, the more we decided to build, build it to leave opportunities open. There's quite a stark difference between the Walkers of 2022 and the Walkers of the Walkers of 1870s. The shows are very linked by generic lineage, but they each have their own tone. But the core of what it means to be a Walker is trying to find justice, however you can, and find a way to create the opportunity in the world that will leave opportunities for everyone. I met Jared a few times before, and I knew he was a wonderful human and collaborative um, creative. He obviously has such lengthy experience leading TV shows. I have somewhat a similar experience, but not to his extent. It was, it was nice to speak to everyone who has so much faith in all of us to pass the torch, like we build the groundwork now, take it and run with it and build your own world. Wow. 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 Give it up for the actress. I like that scene. I like it. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. So um okay let's get into let's get into um one second yes hold on a second let's get into a little music kool-aid and we have an album that's coming out this week which is the same day as which is the same day as um the Black Panther Wakanda Forever movie. And the same day as my two-year anniversary of of Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast, which is on the angel numbers of 1111. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited about the two-year anniversary, folks. It's pretty, it's pretty good though, man. You know what I'm saying? So all right. So other than that, let's get into music Kool-Aid for a second, shall we? All right, so this is according to Pitchfork, the website. Nas has shared the track list for his new album, King's Disease 3, which comes out this Friday, November 11th. Mark your calendars, folks, for all you New York um, Nas fans out there. Mark your calendars. Um, via Mass Appeal Records, the full length was produced by Hit Boy and executive produced by Nas and Hit Boy. Find the track list and a teaser video below. Nas began his King Disease series with Hit Boy in 2020. The, ne the next year, the record earned him 
the Grammy Award for Best Rap Album. And he also released the second installment, King's Disease 2. Nas and Hit Boy continued their collaborative streak in December 2021 with Magic. Of course, there's more. So here's the track listings for King's Disease 3. So you have um, number one, Ghetto Reporter. Two, Legit. Three, Thun. Four, Michael and Quincy. Five, 30. Six, Hood to Hood. Seven, Recession Proof. Eight, Reminisce. Nine, Serious Interlude. Number 10, I'm on Fire. 11, WTF SMH. 12, Once a Man, Twice a Child. 13, Get Light. 14, First Time. 13, Beef. 16, Don't Shoot. And 17, Tell My Last Breath. Bonus track. Yeah, so mark your calendars for November 11th of this Friday coming up. And speaking of speaking of um speaking of which, I'm actually gonna cover that. I'm actually gonna cover that. Um, I'm actually gonna cover that tomorrow. Actually, so speaking of movies, speaking of movies, we got three movies to go over. Actually, so let's start off with um. Okay, so. Um, so let's get to um, movie Meg Cave Popcorn right here. Creed 3, obviously, there was a trailer for this, and it's also, we're going to be reviewing, um, we're going to be getting into um, another movie that's that's supposed to come out. Um, it's the opposite of the cartoon, Winnie the Pool, so we're going to get to that, and we're going to get to... Um, we're gonna get to another. We're gonna get to um, Black Adam. That's still number one in the box office. So let's get into it right here. All right, Creed three. All right, all right. So, Exardo. According to the Dexero website right here, um, this is what's going on here. Adonis Creed, Adonis Donnie Creed, son of Ricky Balboa, um, longtime rival Apollo, will face a boxer from his past in Creed 3. The ninth film in the Rocky franchise, Creed 3, will, will be the follow-up to two incredibly um, successful installments following Adonis Creed, played by Michael B. Jordan which saw him face lightweight champion Ricky um, Conlon and the son who and the son of the man who killed his father, Victor Drago. Uh, while the first two Creed movies have been exceptional at tying this new character to the existing lore of the Rocky series, including appearances by Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone and Dolph Lundgren, the third movie appears to be more personal to Adonis himself. So, okay. Here's everything we need we, we know about the upcoming Creed 3. What is the release date for Creed 3? Um, the movie is currently scheduled to release on March 3rd, 2023 of next year. Market calendars. Um, 
its principal photography ended in April 2022, and there has been no indication that any reshoots will be needed. We will update this space if there's any change to the release date. Okay, so who is part of the Creed 3 cast? So, of course, Jordan will Jordan obviously will return to portray Donnie Creed and his co-star from the first two movies. Tessa Thompson will play again. Will, will again play Bianca Taylor, a musician, and Donnie's fiance. Jonathan Majors joins the franchise to portray Damian Anderson, a childhood friend of Donnie who who has just been released from prison and will serve as the next boxing rival. Damn. Damn, that's crazy, man. That sounds like a challenge though, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> Yo, hold on. Other previous characters from the Creed movies who are returning include Donnie's mother, um, Mary Ann Creed, played by played by Felicia Rashad, his coach Tony Little Duke Evers, Wood Harris, and his former rivals, Rick, former rivals Victor Drago, and Ricky Conlin. Um, and um. Rocky Balboa, played by Sylvester Stallone, is not expected to return for Creed Three. What will happen? What will happen in Creed Three? So there's no, there's no plot points have, there's no plot points that has that have been officially revealed about the movie as of yet. But based on the trailer, it appears that Donnie will meet up with a childhood friend, Damien, who has grown resentful of his wealth and success. Damn. That's crazy, man. And if you would like to see the trailer, it is on the it is on the um, YouTube channel. Um, you can watch it on YouTube right here. So um, there you have it right there. Um. All right. So. Um. All right. So. All right. Y'all probably know about Winnie the Pooh the cartoon, right? Well, this one, it's not the cartoon. This is a rated R Winnie the Pooh. This is a rated R Winnie the Pooh right here. So, <laughs> so this is Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey, um, which is going to, which is going to, um, according to EW.com Entertainment Weekly. Um, so, so the double A, um, Anyway, so let's see. So here's what's going on here. And this is from, this is the double A, um, double A inspired film will hit cinemas February 15th. Faint hearted fans of author double A may be um, aghast to learn that the horror film Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is receiving a big screen release Fathom events will be shown the movie in cinemas on February 15th of next year. The filmmaker um, Reese Frake Waterfields low budget film became a viral sensation when news of its existence broke earlier this year. 
obviously the uh the director and the producer was on TMZ Live to talk about this um as I as I watched. Um so in an appearance on Dread Central's Development Hell Podcast. <laughs> oh man. Hell Podcast. Wow. Wait, Dread Central's Development Hell Podcast. Wow, that sounds pretty scary. And the writer director confirmed that that his flick depicts Christopher Robbins, Pals, Pooh, and Piglet on a rampage, in part because the two beloved characters entered the public domain in 2022. It's definitely Pooh and Piglet. It's not just two people in a mask he said the story is meant to be that they've gone on this onslaught from being kind of enraged by what's happened to christopher who and piglet experienced a drastic drop in food as christopher grew up and over the years became increasingly hungry and feral um they had to resort to eating eeyore and then Christopher, and then Christopher returns with his wife to introduce her to his old friends. And when that happens, they get enraged when they see him, and all of their hatred that they've built up over the years unleashes, and they go on this rampage. Wow! Winning the pool, blood. And Honey is not the only new film to repurpose iconic aimed at at children characters in such a manner. In October, XYZ XYZ Films announced the company um, had picked up The Mean One, a slasher parody of The Grinch, which stars Terrifier 2 after David Howard Thornton. Now, no relation to Billy Bob Thornton, folks. (laughs) <laughs> the film will be released online in December. So the newest, um, the news that Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey will be released in cinemas was first reported by The Hollywood Reporter. And yes, you can watch the trailer on the YouTube channel. Yeah, you can watch it on YouTube. So, um, so yeah, there you have it right there. Ah, man. Man, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Wow. This this has to be the most interesting trailer that that I actually have to check out. You should check it out too, folks. Um anyway, so so speaking of movies, another movie news right here. Obviously, Black Adam still holds down the number one spot right here. So so from November 4th to 6th, actually, hold on. Hold on a minute here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's still number one in the box office right here with um, Three Day World, which is $42.9 million. Um, $319.7 million. Three Day International, $25.4 million. Um, QMA International, million dollars and i didn't even know 
I didn't even know um, that there was a uh, there was a movie based on the cartoon called One Piece. Um, so this is a One Piece film, Red. So <laughs> so obviously it made sixteen million dollars in three day world. Kume World, which is uh, 171.9 million dollars. Three Day International, 6.6 million dollars. Kume International, 162.4 million dollars. Ticket to Ticket to Paradise is in third place, um, 11.3 million dollars. 137. $2 million, $2.8 million, and $90.5 million. Lion Loud Crocodile, $9.4 million, $63.8 million, $6 million, $27.2 million. Smile, can't believe it's still in the box office. And I just reviewed that. <laughs> $9.1 million, $202.9 million, $5.1 million, uh, $103.8 million. Pray for the Devil, $7.6 million, $24.9 million, $3.7 million, $11.3 million. Um, Homecoming, number seven. <laughs> $3.8 million, $211 million, $3.8 million, and $211 million. Sheesh. Number eight, The Banshees of Amy Sharon, $3.1 million, $10.2 million, $1.1 million, and $7.2 million. And of course, Halloween Ends is still in, still in theaters, $3.1 million, $102.9 million, $1.7 million, $39.4 million, and Amsterdam in last place tops the top 10, which is $2.3 million, $27.7 million, $2.2 million, $12.9 million. Um, all right, so this is crazy, man. And I already actually, um, yeah, man. That's crazy. So the breakdown is like this, though, man. So this is the update. So, <laughs> yeah. So obviously, the weekend before, the weekend before the release of Disney's Black Panther: Wakanda Forever saw no major U.S. studio titles enter the marketplace, giving Warner Brothers Black Adam another clear run at audiences. So, yeah, you could you're gonna have to tune in next week. After Black Panther Wakanda Forever um, comes out, I will actually, I will actually find out how it did in the box office, and I'm pretty sure it's going to do well at the number one spot. I don't know what's going to happen with Black Adam, but Black Adam might fall to, to second place. Who knows? Remains to be seen. Anyway, so obviously the dc films title was once again a convincing winner at the at the global box office grossing a, a confirmed 20 26.2 million dollars in 76 international territories plus 18.5 million dollars in north america combined for 43.9 million dollars worldwide the cumulative um global total is 300 
and $21.8 million. And international markets have delivered a $184.7 million international running, running total so far. The Dwayne Johnson superhero adventure dropped a slim 33% in North America and 34% across international markets, assisted in its hold by the lack of powerful new competition. For the first time, France proved the top international market with a confirmed $3 million for the weekend period. Holds have been exceptionally strong in France since release, and the weekend saw a slim 20% drop. UK, Ireland, which led international territories the first two um, weekends, grossed $2.3 million in the third session, with Mexico next on $2 million, Brazil with $1.9 million, and Germany $1.5 million. Yes. Um, <laughs> Cumulative totals in those big five markets are $19.3 million for UK, Ireland, $13.7 million for France, $12.8 million for Mexico, $12.8 million for Brazil, and $8 million for Germany. Australia ranks ahead of Germany with $9.9 million. IMAX grosses account for $21 million of the $321.8 million total, which is 6.5%. Japan, where Black Adam is set to land on December 2nd, has yet to release, and no release date has been set for China. Warner Brothers and DC Films had initially mooted Dwayne Johnson to play Black Adam as a villain in its Shazam film, which grossed a cumulative $366.1 million worldwide in 2019. Black Adam has now reached 87% of that control. Smile breaks the $200 million barrier. Wow. The weakest or Paramount celebrate Smile cracking $200 million at the global box office while also entering the top 20 titles for the year to date. The horror film is a rare U.S. studio studio hit based on original intellectual property. The global the 2022 global box office chart for 2022 is dominated by franchise titles such as um, Top Gun Maverick and Jurassic World Dominion. For original IP titles, definitions can be blurry. Bullet Train, which ranks 14th for the year to date, with $239.3 million is based on Kotaro Asaka's 2010 novel, but outside Japan, the source material would not have been much of a factor in the film's appeal. Um, so conversely, Elvis, which ranks 12th place for the year with $286 million. It's based on an original screenplay, but benefits from the existing IP of Elvis Presley hit songs. Um, 
among the three Chinese films in the top 20 global box office for the year, one is a sequel um, to Watergate Bridge, another a remake, Too Cool to Kill, and one is Holy um, original comedy drama, Nice View, with $217.3 million. Smile grossed an estimated 9.1 at the weekend, 9.1 million dollars at the weekend, taking the global total to 202.9 million dollars. Honors are pretty even with 103.8, um, 103.8 million dollars for international markets and 99.1 million dollars in North America. Cumulatively, UK Ireland leads the way among international territories with $12.5 million ahead of Germany, um, $11.1 million, France, $8.7 million, and Mexico, $8.2 million. Yeah, I was not aware about this One Piece film, actually. So, um, yes, so... <laughs> um, with major with major studios shunning the November fourth release date, um, specialist distributor Crunchyroll saw an opportunity for its latest Japanese anime title. One Piece film Red landed in North America, grossing an estimated nine point five million dollars and expanded its international footprint, notably in Europe and Latin America, yielding an estimated six point six million dollars. Wow. Um, this is basically the breakdown behind these numbers, so just bear with me. Um, the latest box office pushes the international total for One Piece film Red to $162.4 million. Of course, includes Japan, um, $120.2 million since its release on August 6th. Worldwide, the number rises to $171.9 million. Um, One Piece Film Red is directed by Goro Taniguchi, um, co-guest film series, and produced by um, Toei Animation. It's the 15th film in the One Piece series and is based on the manga by Elichiro Oda. The title is the highest grossing in Japan of the film series, which began in 2000 with One Piece and the sixth highest grossing anime of all time in the country. The previous entry in the franchise was 2019's One Piece Stampede, which grossed $81.6 million worldwide. Damn. Um, and I think that's going to do it. I'm just going to wrap it one up right here man the rest is just in foreign languages so i'm not going to really go into too much detail um let's see what else do we have left to talk about here um yes so we got some um yes we have some places to do for the weekend the three-day weekend's coming up let's get to let's get to it though um, I'm not gonna waste too much time on on other stuff on um, 
California. I'm gonna do a little. I'm gonna do a little bit though, man, for the upcoming weekend and the weekend after that. So we'll see what's going on here. So um, let's get to it. Um. All right. So we're gonna get to. Um, all right. So we are going to wait. 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 Um. Okay. Um, wait, 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 pause. Things to do in Los Angeles, I just passed it. Okay. Um, I was going to look up some, some stuff to do for the people that's living in Arizona, but, um, I didn't have time to actually look up anything, but, um, but it'll take some time actually. So, so starting with, um, let me see, hold on a second. Like we're gonna go off my here. Um, radio race. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, we got some stuff to get into. Okay, we got, um, um all right okay maybe be stallion you wanna you wanna be on that list all right so um all right so I'm not even gonna read so we have uh okay Um, all right, let's start with, um, hold on a second, let's start with, uh, yeah, let's start with, um, all right, let's start with this one right here. <clears throat> okay, so timeout says, okay, so this is the first thing is Encanto live to film concert experience, which takes place by Hollywood Bowl, Hollywood, California, um, from November 11th, which is a Friday to November the 12th of Saturday coming up. And this is movies and animation. And here's the breakdown. Ready to talk about Bruno with about, oh, 17,000 other people. Just when you've gotten, we don't talk about Bruno out of your head. And Kato is making its return this time in concert form. On November 11th and 12th, a concert and screening at the Hollywood Bowl will resemble, reassemble uh, the family um, magical. And we mean that quite literally as the Casa Madrigal theme stage will include Appearances from Encanto's cast. During the screening, an orchestra, a Colombian band, and a 50 person assemble will tackle the bulk of the Jermaine Franco score, while Lynn Manuel Miranda's Earworms will, will see live performances from the Disney film's original cast, including Stephanie Beatrice as Maribel, Jessica Duro. Um, as Louisa, 
Um, Diane Guerrero as Isabella, Car Carolina Gayton as Pepper, Olga Meredith as Ubella, Ubella, yeah, Ubella, yeah, Adassa as Dolores, Angie um, Cepeda as Juli Julietta, and Mara Castile as Felix. Of course, the tickets go on sale Friday, September 20th. Oh, actually, it already happened already. Actually, it already happened. Anyway, um, all right, so the Hollywood Bowl is located on 2301 North Highland Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90068. And you can go to the website, which is www.hollywoodbowl.com. And and you can and, and you can go to timeout.com to find out how much the tickets will be. So that's a good website that I'm using right now for the people that's living in California. Um, we'll go to yes. So Vulture Festival, which is happening um, November the twelfth to, which is Saturday, November the twelfth through Sunday, November thirteenth. See Q and A, sneak peeks, and table reads during this left-field pop culture fest from New York Magazine's Vulture. This year's fest returns to the Hollywood Roosevelt with a Henry Winnick, Henry Henry Winkler acting class. A Hollywood talk with Jamie Lee Curtis uh, from the Halloween franchise movies, a star, a, a Super Troopers reunion, an interview with Cheryl Lee Ralph, a Hedwig and the Angry Inch celebration with John Cameron Mitchell and Stephen Trask, a chat with um, Q-Male um, Nangiani, Nangiani, yes. And a pop and a poolside convo with Bob and the drag Bob the drag queen, um, Shangela and Eureka O'Hara. Shangela runs with Angela. Yeah, that rhymes. Oh, <laughs> oh man, actually rhymes too. But <laughs> um, now you can go to um. Now you can um. You can go to the website vulturefestival.com for more information and and the address for Hollywood Roosevelt is 7000 Hollywood Boulevard, Los Angeles, California. The price um, per event and up is $30. Yes, it's $30 and I don't think um, you would have to find out the, the time. It's not saying what the time is going to be. You would have to find out for yourself, actually, folks. Um, anyway, so let's go to... Let's go to another one right here. Okay, Lightscape. And this is Arcadia. And this is from the Friday, November 11th. 2022 to January 8th of 2023. Last year, Moonlight Forest made way for another holiday tradition at the LA County Arboretum. Arboretum, excuse me. Um, Lightscape. 
and now it's set to make an expanded return in 2022. Uplit trees line the mile-long way with about 10 or so installations spaced out along the way. All right. Um, okay, so... <laughs> All right, so let's get to um, the address here. Uh, so Los Angeles County, um, Arboretum, and Botanical Garden is located at 3301 North Baldwin Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 91007. And the price is between $37 to $39. And you can check out their website, which is www arboretum.org slash lightscape 2022. And the time for Friday, November the November 11th is 5.30. Um, pretty much with all the dates is the same time, which is 5.30. Um, so there you have it. Next we have, uh, let's see. Next we have, um, um we have what is a western film series okay so this is movies griffith park and this is from um this is november 12th of this sunday westerns are limited to sheriff badges and shootouts on dusty roads but the genre's fingerprints are all over the films that you may not typically think of as westerns head to the archery for the screening series of unexpected westerns um each one introduced by a guest lecturer who will explain its significance to the game so let's get into it all right um all right so you can go to um you can go to the website, thearchery.org slash events slash what Western film series. The Archery Museum in Griffin Park is located at 4700 Western Heritage Way, Los Angeles, California, 90027. Price is $14, includes museum admission. Um, so the time for November the 12th is 1.30 p.m. All right, 1.30 p.m. on the dot on Saturday coming up. Also what's going on this, this Friday is Megan Thee Stallion. Of course, music, rap, hip hop, R&B, Hollywood, which um, starts November 11th. Okay, Hot Girl Summer Originator, Megan Thee Stallion plays this free Apple Music live show at the Dolby Theater on November 11th. You'll need to register via Ticketmaster and put in a request. So what happened is it's only they only limit one one per person that if accepted grant you access to the show. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Damn. Um, all right, so Dolby Theater is located at Hollywood and Highland Shopping Center, 6801 Hollywood Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, 90028, and it's free. It's a free event. 
And this is, and you can check out the website, megandestallionlive.shop.tickets.today.com slash splash.aspx. And, and it doesn't say what the time is, so you would have to find out for yourself. Um, It's a free event, folks, so that's pretty much what this is. So anyway, um, shaking in our seats. Earthquake signs on the big screen. Um, of course, talks and lectures, Pasadena, California. Also, what's happening on Saturday is uh, on the 12th. Okay, so whenever an earthquake reminds us of the chaos that awaits Los Angeles at any minute, Dr. Lucy Jones is all over social media, TV, and radio um, to soothe us with some science. To celebrate the 100th anniversary of Caltech's science seismological laboratory. Jones will moderate this panel with scientists, engineers, and public officials on how earthquakes are depicted in films. Um, of course, uh, yeah, and um, and what would really, really happen during and after the big one. Shit. Um, okay, so let's get into where it's located this is the beckman auditorium located at 332 south michigan avenue pasadena pasadena california 91106 and you can and for contact information you you can um go to the link that says events at caltech.edu and the website is screenexchange.caltech.edu slash connect slash shaking in our seats and the price is free with your tickets and this and the start times is 1 p.m all right also another free event so <laughs> um man let's see let's see let's see let's see uh um let's let's go to uh okay um november 13th um rose bowl flea market Perhaps the Los Angeles area is the most iconic flea market. This event around the exterior of the Rose Bowl is staggeringly colossal. But what else would you expect from a 90,000 seat stadium? The sheer size and scale of the flea market means that it encompasses multitudes, new and odd, excuse me, new and old, handcrafted and salvaged, the cheap and the costly on the second hand, on the second Sunday of each month, an odd mix of vendors populates the loop around the stadium. For each eye-catching artwork, there's a ratty $5 t-shirt. And for each elegant craft, there's a competing as seen on TV demo. But you may have more luck in the rows and rows of old furniture, albums, and vintage clothes and accessories that fill the adjacent parking lot. There are plenty of duds to be sure, and but come out early enough to enough, and you may go home with that perfect purchase. This destination flea market attracts bargain hunters, collectors, and antique aficionados um, from all over the county. So the organizers have instituted 
an extensive tiered entry admission system, allowing professional and dedicated shoppers early access at a premium. And of course, you can um hang on a second. Hang on a second. Uh hang on a second. So where is this place you ask? Um, so the Rose Bowl Stadium is located on 1001 Rose Bowl um drive, Los Angeles, California. Um, you can go to the website, which is rgcshows.com slash rosebowl.aspx for more information. Um, and the price is $10. Kids 12 and under is free. Early entry is $20. Um, second Sunday of every month from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. So, so for, for November 13th of this Sunday, it starts at 9 a.m. All right, make sure you go ahead and get your, uh, go ahead and get your, uh, get your money ready and all that other stuff right there. All right, so let's do, let me see, what else? What else, what else, what else, what else? Oh, okay, so things to do. So KCRW's 24-hour radio race. Ooh, this is interesting. TV, radio, and podcast recordings. Los Angeles, um, this Saturday, November the 12th. You can't expect we you can't exactly spectate KCRW's 24-hour radio race, but you can compete. Radio producers from around the world are emailed are emailed a theme and and then have 24 hours to write record and edit a non-fiction radio story completed stories are judged by a panel of industry experts for a chance to win one of a handful of slots on the air even if you have no production experience only a 12 dollar registration fee it separates you from stardom behind the mic The race begins at 10 a.m. on November the 12th, which is this Saturday coming up, and all pieces must be submitted by 10 a.m. the next day. And where is this, you ask? I'm going to fill you in. This is um, a place called Online. So this is online, actually. This is basically online. So the website for this is www.kcrw.com slash radio race. You can check that you can check that website out for radio races and all the information is on there as well and as i said it's 12 dollars for registration fee and the opening hours is saturday at 10 a.m to sunday 10 a.m as well so that's pretty much what the schedule is so this saturday coming up and count for all you californians out there um the start time for November the 12th, this Saturday coming up, is at 10 a.m. online. There's no actual place, so just to let you know. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. There is no actual place, actually, so let me see. Post Malone, <laughs> the one who keeps wiping out on stage. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Oh, shit. When I saw him slip onto um, one, of the, one, of the, one of the holes on stage, that shit had me laughing, though. <laughs> so, pop rap phenom of the moment, Post Malone rides his wave of inexplicable, yet also explicable success right into four nights in L.A. <laughs> Say what you want. Say what you will about Posty. You'll have a tough time finding catchier party tunes. Well, let's see. Um, <laughs> so, so it's lo- it's it's at this place called Kia Forum, located at three nine zero zero West Manchester Boulevard, Los Angeles, California. Um, and and you can go to his website right here, which is www.postmalone.com slash shows for um, more information in regards to some tickets. So it starts from November the 10th through um, November 16th. So November 13th on Sunday, um, November 15th on Tuesday, Wednesday, November 16th, and of course, November the 10th, this Thursday coming up starts at 8 p.m. All the dates is at the same time, 8 p.m. And get your, and go to the website to get more information on on how to get tickets. Uh, let's see. Um, so yeah, I think that's gonna. I think I'm gonna stop right here. Yeah, I think I'm gonna stop right here. So um, let's go to New York right here. We're gonna go to New York. <laughs> We're gonna go to New York, actually. So, um, yes. So, so first and foremost, the DOC NYC event. All right. Um. Okay. So, America's largest documentary film festival returns to New York City for an in-person run. From November 9th, which started, um, which started, which starts today, actually. Yes, yes, November the 9th through November the 17th. Over 110 feature length documentaries and over 200 films, including 29 world premieres and 27 US premieres, will be shown at IFC Center, SVA Theater, Cine- Cinepolis. Chelsea and continuing online through November 27th. The films premiering at DOC NYC are of a wide variety. A number of films centered on notable figures like Ellis Marcellus, um, Jeanette Lee, um, Jeanette Lee V's, Corky Lee, Roberta Flack, and Stan Smith. Sonic Cinema is a popular part of the festival that highlights music documentaries. Documentaries like the 50, um, 1946, the the mistranslation that shifted a culture. Big Fight in Little Chinatown, Lazaro and the Shark, Cuba Under the Surface, Lowen Wolves and A Witch Story. Explore hot topics relevant to today. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> wow. 
Wow, this is just something else, man. Wow. Um. Okay, so 23 films making their U.S. or greater premiere are entered in the U.S. competition for American-produced nonfiction films or the international competition for work from around the world. Returning for the second for a second year. Um. The, um, second year, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Second year, second year, second year, second year, second year, second year, hold on, hold on. Second year. Um, yeah, second year. Okay. Um, yes, second year. The kaleidoscope competition highlights new. Essay, essayistic documentaries, and the Lost Anime Metro, Metro, Metropo, Metropolis. Excuse me. Yes, Metropolis competition showcases um, New York stories and personalities. The shorts competition, which is sixty-seven films, which is a lot, um, awards short-form content. While DLC NYCU. It's showcasing student work from nine NYC schools, totaling 34 films. Um, new to DOC NYC is, is the hashtag My Justice Film um, Award for a short film with a social justice theme and strong call to action. The winner will receive $10,000 and an IC Impact led national impact campaign. Um, another addition to the festival is the Meet the Press Film Festival at DOC NYC, which takes place on November 15th. The one-day event will bring filmmakers and NBC News correspondents together for conversation and screenings. We are proud to be presenting such um, an incredible array of outstanding work in this year's main slate. Said the festival's artistic director, um, um, Jay, Jay Laplante. These films representing the diverse perspectives of our programming team, showcase significant premieres from major veterans alongside discoveries of emerging voices. The films are divided into into sections, which are overseen by three senior programmers, Ruth. Samalo on Kaleidoscope, Karen McMullen on Metropolis and Sonic Cinema, and Brandon Harrison on Game Face Cinema. They select other titles throughout the festival in conjunction with feature associate programmers, um, Badatri, um, um, Child Hurry, and Kim Garcia, who oversee the investigations and fight the power sections. The festival's shorts programmer, um, Sama Ali, works with associate um, programmers DeWitt Davis and Robert John Torres. All programmers work under the program manager, Anita Ross. Of course, if you want to know, you want to know um, for more information on programming and to buy tickets, you can visit the website, which is www.
www.docnyc.net. That's www.docnyc.net. And now we can go to the, the main things to do for the three-day weekend in New York for, for Friday, November 11th through November the 13th. All right, so starting Friday, coming up, Silent Clowns film series, Charlie Chaplin, pay tribute to Charlie Chaplin for a screening of his most iconic films throughout the 1920s. The MoMA's Ben model uh, will be accompanying the screening with live piano accompaniment. Um, model and Steve Massa film historians will add an addition, additional Q&A portion and informational introduction. The screening begins at 2.30 p.m. and will last approximately two hours. Seating is free, but first comes first serve. So attendees are encouraged to reserve a spot before on the website eventbrite.com. And the location is 111 Amsterdam Avenue in Manhattan, New York. Um, the Seance need an experience that transcends life this weekend. Come join the Seance at the Bronx River Art Center. Vocalist um, um, Janai Lavita is leading a semi-improvised theatrical concert event. The show focuses on giving messages from the dead to the living from the beyond. The concept is rooted in creativity and advocacy for social justice tangled with what happens after death, giving the audience a truly interactive and unpredictable show experience. The tickets are free and can be reserved in the link that says here on, on the amny.com slash um, entertainment slash things to do slash AMNY weekend weekend nerd November 11th through November the 13th. So um the show begins at 7:30 and it ends at 9 p.m. and it's located at 1087 East Tremont Avenue in 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 the Bronx, New York. Saturday, November 12th, Fastnet Landscape Drawing Workshop need an art fix this weekend, come to Fastnet, a former shipping container turned art studio. Using ink and charcoal, learn how to transfer landscapes onto paper with light. The location at Fresh Kills Park allows for outdoor plain air observation with green views. The session begins at 1 p.m. and ends at 3 p.m. Tickets are free, but must be reserved before um, here. You can go to the link where it says where it says here, um, highlighted in red. Three fifty Wild Avenue, Staten Island, New York. <laughs> Wild Avenue, can't believe it. Okay, Greenwood after hours. Um, take a break this weekend and reflect on your own mortality and those of famous figures. Greenwood Cemetery offers night walking tours through the grounds, giving the opportunity to see the graves 
the graves of figures and the landscape in a whole new light. Ugh. The tour also, the tour also um includes the, the catacombs. <laughs> the catacombs, which normally normally unavailable to visitors. Okay, every time I hear the word cemetery, it just sounds creepy. Okay, the tickets are $31.59 and can be purchased on the website eventbreak.com. Two sessions are available on Saturday, one beginning at 5 p.m. and the other at 5.30. Each takes about two hours from start to finish. And it's located at 525th Street in Brooklyn, New York. And finally, November November 13th of Sunday, multi-brand pop-up. Come grab some new pieces for your wardrobe this weekend. Williamsburg is hosting a pop-up of only independent designers. Brands include dress articles, Anani Dance, Brooklyn Bandit, Gill and DL Studios. Each vendor offers high quality handmade pieces that are guaranteed to last and make a statement. The shop closes at 7 p.m. and is open to the public. And it's located at 578 Driggs Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. And, and last but not least, Harry Potter trivia. Um, Wingard, Wingardian. Wingardium. Um, Leviosa, that drink. Join Temperance Wine Bar for a night of Harry Potter trivia and fun. Individuals and groups can enter for the chance to win prizes, but groups larger than four must call ahead to ensure adequate space. Best Harry Potter outfit gets a free glass of wine. The trivia begins at 6 p.m. and ends at about 8 p.m. So the tickets are $12.41 and can be purchased in the in the highlighted word where it says here. But attendees must be 21 and older. 40 Carmine Street is the location in Manhattan, New York. All right, so that's, okay, so there's more actually. There's another one, last one, last one, I'm sorry. I didn't see this. So New York Comedy Festival, Queer Window, come fight off the Sunday blues with laughter. Queer Window is performing at the Brooklyn Comedy Collective with drag characters, sketches, stand-up, digital shorts, and songs. They are all, they are all, excuse me, hold on. They are in all LGBTQIA plus comedy um, team beginning in the slamdemic as digital comics but expanding to live shows that give a queer perspective to life. The tickets are $22.85 and can be bought at the website, eventbrite.com. And the doors will be open at 7 p.m. and the show goes on from 7.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. And the location uh, for all you New Yorkers out there that wants to go to these events that I just mentioned, uh, it, it's located at 167, 167 Graham Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. All these locations that I just mentioned just now, on uh, you can go to, um, for the New Yorkers right here, you can go to www.amny.com slash entertainment slash things to do. 
And it's going to have a whole list of um, things to do. I will actually check that out on on a on a Wednesday. Um, that's pretty much when they put up everything, everything on their website. So so check out the website um, amny.com. And for for the people who are Californians, you can check out timeout.com and slash um, things to do in Los Angeles with all the events over there. You can check out the events and where you can get your tickets, what is what is um where you get your tickets, what is um gonna cost you money and what is is going to be a free free events. All right, so there you have it right there, folks. Um, I'm actually going to wrap this up right here. Um, I'm gonna wrap this up right here, man. So real quick, man. Um, if you, you can, you are more than welcome to make a charitable donation to my cash app, which is G Money Stacks Five and Five. Um, that's dollar sign capital G lowercase M O N E Y capital S lowercase T A C K Z Five Fifty Five. It's not about having a lot of money and and being from a rich family it's all about doing the best you can on what um on what amount of money you are um comfortable with and what you desire to give will be appreciated so we're gonna go to our last segment i want to i want to get this out the way um we're gonna go to um my favorite favorite segment right here stream choices on the go that's where i inform you on where you can follow the show where you can listen to the episodes on every streaming platform so here it is you know what to do folks all the listeners and youtubers from the youtube universe out there listen if you if you like this show and the topics that i give um you can you can show some love by following Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram, alongside my other two shows that I do on a weekly basis, which is my sports show, which is excellent fun vibrant talks podcast, alongside with uh, my re- my review show, which is meticulous vibe juice podcast, alongside with following me on the gram on the primary handle, which is G Money Stacks Five Fifty Five in Queens, New York. Uh, turning your notifications on when you're going to um, know when each episode is going to be dropping. Like today, I'm going to be dropping episode 204 after I get off the air. And, of course, go to the link in bio where it says Linktree slash um, GMoneyStacks555. It's going to have all the all the list of audio between platforms you you can leave a voice message for me on anchor.fm slash gmoneystacks slash message all right you can do that um if you have any questions for me if you have any um thoughts on the topics how you feel about the topics whatever it is man and and no negative shit man you know what i'm saying no negative shit um Anyway, man, speaking of Anchor, man, that's where we're going to start with right here. Um, so we have Anchor, Audacity, Audible, Audio Burst, Amazon Music, Breaker, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM, Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podopolo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Addict, Podchaser. Make sure you leave a five-star rating on Podchaser, Podfriend, and Spotify. 
with with a five star rating, which will be appreciated. Um, all right. So, Podverse, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and you can listen to Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast episodes on Radio Public, alongside with iHeartRadio, the number one app for music, radio, and podcasts. And you don't need a credit card or debit card to download these apps, man. That I just mentioned. You can download these apps, including iHeartRadio, onto your iPhones, your Android phones, iPads, your Android tablets, even your laptops. You know what I'm saying? Even your laptops, though, man. Um, And you can also make sure you follow um, my other two shows that's also on iHeartRadio as well, which is Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks Podcast, which is my sports edition show um, podcast as well. And of course, you can follow my other show right there, which is our Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast review show. Yes. Yes, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast review show. Make sure you follow that on iHeartRadio as well. And last but not least, Make sure you go to the YouTube channel, G Money Stacks 555, and grab that subscribe button for me alongside with clicking on the noting no need bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air via live stream. Leave a like and a comment along with the episodes. And of course, more, more video content, upcoming episodes, and previous episodes in case you miss any of them. Make sure you catch up on all the episodes over there as well. And tell a friend to another friend, spread the word. Word of mouth is important. Download these episodes. Make sure you listen, stream, and watch these episodes along with the topics that's being discussed. And of course, and of course, and of course, plus, share the videos, share the episodes, and also share the podcast with the link that says Linktree slash GMoneyStacks555 with your husbands, your wives, your boyfriends, your girlfriends, your friends, and the people you're cool with from work and, and the people you met at a party or wherever, whatsoever, just spread the word. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to do it for me. I'm GMoneyStacks, a.k.a. The Greginator. Remember, the grind is a stop. Hard work pays off. If you want something, you have to work hard and earn it. New York wasn't built in a day. You also want to remember, you also want to remember, um, it's it's important to be yourself on a creative basis, whether you are creating a podcast and if you are a host, whatever it is that you're trying to do, it's also important to be yourself, man. You don't try to be anybody else or try to be um a a people pleaser and shit you know what i'm saying um also um you want to remember um you want to follow your goals and dreams in terms of what makes you happy you know what i mean and also you know find something that find something find your voice you want to find something that clicks to you, that makes you happy, mentally, physically, and spiritually, uh, and that gets you into your zone. 
And while you are on your P's and Q's with your tunnel vision and some ideas. Um, so don't let anybody stop you from, from accomplishing your goals and dreams, whether it's podcasting like I'm doing right now. Uh, even though I, I actually was vulnerable to a cyberbully, which I told my testimony story right here. So I figured I'd do that because I figured I'd do that because I was actually inspired by um, another podcaster who I spoke with actually from a Pokacha app, um, um, The Voyage. She is also a podcaster. You can also check out her podcast, um, The Pricey Cookie Podcast, which is also on Spotify, as well as my shows right here, including this one right here. Make sure you follow her and her podcast on Instagram as well. Um, and I think that's gonna, I think that's gonna do it. That's gonna do it, man. Be safe out there. I hope you had a chance to go out and vote yesterday. And I'm actually glad that, um, Kathy Hoku actually won instead of Lee Zedlin because, you know, with all the issues with the reproductive rights and, and the subway crimes and everything else, the gun safety and all the other stuff. What's up? That really matters. The cost of living. And then there's the, uh, the racial equity shit and everything else. Um, that was, that was on the, uh, the back of the ballot that I had to read. So I hope y'all paid attention to the four questions that was on the back of the ballot. And I'm pretty sure y'all had a better understanding of what it was pertaining to. So, so there you have it right there. Um, all right, so that's it, man. I'm out of here. I'm off this shit. Um, tune in tomorrow to episode 206 as I actually talk about um, you know, the Black Panther movie that's coming out, along with some um some happy meals and 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 how it didn't disappoint and on and all the other topics that's going to be coming up tomorrow alongside with the other topic banana split day which is another topic which i will cover along with other topics so stay tuned for that one right there i'm out of here i'm off this shit. stay liquid take care of one another and i'll see y'all in the next episode um peace and well love and have yourselves a good night folks yeah Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple things.
If you like to support Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rack Chains NY Podcast. O F F T H E M E A T R A C K C H A I N Z N Y P O D C A S T. Alongside with my primary Instagram handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, G Money Stacks 555. Be sure to click the subscribe button. Grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio streaming choices to your friends. The audio streaming services includes Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks and Thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.